welcome to The Entrepreneurial Lawyer, How to Grow Your Law Firm, a podcast for managing and growing your legal practice. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Entrepreneurial Lawyer. I am your host, Dan Cuneo, along with the amazing, smart, intelligent co-host of them all, Sarah Rattan Bates. Sarah, this how is, are you? This is just starting to get weird. We're on video, by the way. Again? Yeah. Oh. I think this is going to be a thing. Oh, boy. So. Well, okay. Let's to, try it. Have to make sure that we look decent. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I dressed myself today. <laughs> not your mom? <laughs> no. So now, now you tell me. Yeah. Um, we're going to flip things up a little bit today. And oh. I think that a couple weeks ago, you had the opportunity to interview me and ask me questions about the importance of training and operations. Mm -hmm. So I think, Dan, you are in a very, well, CEO is not a unique position. What makes you unique being in this role is you were and are a litigator, have been an attorney for how long? Oh boy, man, we're going 20 plus years. 20 plus years? Huh. Did you I feel old. like graduate Thanks. when you were? This interview is not going well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Duty I mean, Hauser of the law field. Right. Right. Uh, Twenty years. Twenty years, and then you went from being a partner at one of the largest law firms into a CEO role of Lexicon. And obviously, everybody knows who Lexicon is and what we do. You know, we provide software and uh, potentially services even to law firms that support that they need really managing the back end of their operations. So I thought, how interesting would it be to talk to you? Because you can talk from both sides, you know, the practice side plus the business side right. to give some insight to our listeners. It is a unique perspective in the sense that where I came from, we dealt with the practice management software. We dealt with all the pains and the struggles and the inefficiencies and what can be done to make this better because attorneys, and I, I'll put myself in that particular category just by title, but most attorneys are behind the times when mm -hmm. it comes to technology and when it comes to making business decision and what really matters. So just they're focused on billing and that's it. Yeah. They don't really know kind of what happens in the background and really dealing with the business side of the law. So for you in particular, mm -hmm. what stands out the most? Just let's narrow it down. In your first three months as CEO, that just really, oh gosh, I never thought of this. I never looked at it this way from the business side of operating a law firm. Right. I mean, you know, you equate like the first 100 days of a presidency. Yeah. It's like what can be done? And you, you have, you come in there and you have such high expectations and high goals and you want to just do everything and anything. But then when you're in the seat and you really take a deep look at what the issues are and what can be done, it, it's a 180 from the practice of law. The practice of law, you're representing a client and your sole focus is that particular client. And you're going to zealously advocate for that client. But when you're on this side of the table and you're in the business role, you're looking out for the business, which you can say is the client, but it, it has several clients it has all the employees. And what can you do to, to move the business forward to where on the, on the law side, depending upon what kind of case you're practicing, you have your client, mm -hmm. you have a judge or a panel, depending upon if you're in the appellate or the Supreme Court, and then potential jury. So you, you may have 
12 or so jurors that you need to impress, but it, it's limited to where on the business side, it's not just, okay, what can I do today to move this company along <laughs> and let's make us some money. There's so much more to it in the sense that you have employees that you need to make sure that they're properly trained. You have employees that you want to listen to. The best advice that I was given when I um, ascended to this role was make sure that you hire people smarter than you. Yeah. And I think I've done a pretty good job at doing that. Yeah. And it's true because I have to, I mean, I make the final decision, but I want to know what others around me are thinking, especially when it's in their field, right? Well, because it's, they're the experts. Well, not only that, but uh, higher level leaders, they're not expected to know everything. That is exactly why you hire strong people or you surround yourself with strong people. They're going to tell you what you need to know to your point so you can make that final decision. Um, let me put you on the spot. Which one's harder? Practicing law or running a company as a CEO? You know, they're, they're both stressful and they both have their, their ups and their downs. I, I can tell you this. For both, I wake up every morning excited to come to work. Yeah, when good. I was on the litigation side, right? <laughs> when I was on the litigation side, it was, I love the the litigating part of it. My That was my strength was arguing from the court or the jury or doing depositions. My weakness was writing it all out and kind of the, the mundane day-to-day, the research. That was definitely not for me. Some are, they knock it out of the park and that's great. But I was more the person I wanted to be there, wanted to be in the center and make the case for for the client. Right Over here on the, the business side, the, the CEO side, I wake up every day energized knowing that for the company that I work for, I truly value and trust all the employees that are there. And it's not that I didn't think that when I first walked in, right? But I've come to appreciate that it's all of us are in this together. I was just having a conversation with somebody before we were talking. And we are all on the same team. And a lot of mistakes that not just C-level people make, just leaders in general, are people silo each other by titles. And you lose respect, I think. But we have to all be able to rely and depend upon one another. We all have an idea. We all have a thought. It doesn't matter what role we play in the company. I come to find out that when I go and talk to someone who's not necessarily a C-level person or even in a directorship role, just an employee, a team member, they have great ideas. And and I say that because they're on the front lines. They are the people that see it day to day. Those are people that I want to hear from. I rely on my leaders to make informed decisions and come to me with recommendations on how we can advance the, the company. But you have to be able to rely on your people and you have to make sure that you have a good culture. That for me was probably the biggest eye opener in in, in my level at, at, uh, at the C position because you don't see it in the day to day when you're so focused on whether you're on the law side litigating right you're on that client or if you're in other roles you have your team of course but you need to see it from more of a, a global perspective and how contagious it can be if you have even just one unhappy person, right? Mm-hmm. That spreads, it's like a, a virus. Yeah, and does. you want to try to really prevent that from happening. But I've also come to to know and to accept happily to appreciate people. It's a very stressful job, but to, to say thank you and to let people know that you care about them. That's going, in, in my opinion, and the reason why I think I've been so successful so far, hopefully, but it definitely on the on the law side when I was litigating and then became partner, is not only did I value people, 
but I respected people. And I, I, I wanted to take them with me on this journey because we're all in it together. At the end of the day, if the case is won, everyone's excited and celebrating. If the company is succeeding, we're all excited and we're celebrating. So we all want to be part of this winning team. Who doesn't want to be on a winning team? <sighs> that just made me feel like Lexicon. We're all about to get on a big yacht and just like sail away. We are. Just close your eyes. Imagine it. Just champagne for all. (laughs) No, Dan, I think this was good. Really helpful. Um, I mean, to your point, so many attorneys don't actually think about the business side of running a firm and that the people matter and the decisions matter and that they don't have to have all of the answers. I, I, I remember this event I was attending and I was sitting in a presentation and the gentleman presenting, it was a leadership retreat type of deal. He called himself a recovering attorney. And of course, everyone (laughs) laughs, right? Everybody laughs. And he says, okay, who in this room is an attorney in a leadership role? You know, people raise their hand. Who in this room is a leader not in an attorney role? You know, I raised my hand. Um, And he made the point that attorneys, they're amazing attorneys, right? Most of them. That's what they were taught to do in school by the book. But attorneys, most of the time are horrible, horrible business people right? because it's not what they know. So it takes a very special person to, be com- to come into a role such as that and be successful. So I appreciate you sharing all that. I think our listeners will get to take something from that. Um, and, and what I took from it was it's a process. You it have is. to be open to allowing yourself to not know everything. Surround yourself with people who do, who can help guide you and lead you as you scale and grow your law firm mm-hmm. um, and appreciate the people. I heard if that a lot. If you build it, they will come. There you go. I knew you had a, you had a line <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> All no, right. It, it's, it's a great journey and you just, you're, you're, you're spot on. You have to surround yourself with great people. You do. Personal and professional life. Yep, Good advice. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that's it for this time. I guess. Well, thank you for listening. Sarah, thank you for interviewing me. I know you enjoyed it. (laughs) I did. It's our time up. Is there anything else that you can ask me? I'm open. Game on. 10 minutes, Dan. That's all they need. Oh boy. I feel like we're at church and the priest is talking and they're still saying, okay, father, got the homily going here. All right. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Entrepreneur Lawyer. Thank you for listening to The Entrepreneurial Lawyer, How to Grow Your Law Firm, presented by Lexicon. Lexicon is a legal software and services provider that enables lawyers to do what they do best, practice law. Tune in next time with our hosts and be sure to subscribe and leave your review on your preferred podcast streaming platform or by visiting lexiconservices.com. Lexicon.